Hi. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, yeah, um, I'm just about wrapping up over there. I'm going to wrap up really soon, and then I'll be back. But I just wanted to come in and let you know that. Okay, thanks. <laughs> We're about to Hi. close in, like, yeah, a couple of minutes. Okay, okay. perfect. Thank you. Yeah, it's we're still waiting. So, Hi, everyone. Hi, first. Hi, Hector. We'll start in around eight minutes. So thank you. Hi, Katarina. Hello, everybody. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Hi, everyone. I'm well, thank you. How's your holiday? Good, good. Thank you. Busy, but good. <laughs> <laughs> you could not be busy if you tried, Katarina. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. As long as you're having fun though, that's the whole point of a vacation. Yep, sorry, I'm in between away from the microphone sharing stuff and <laughs> sorry. Also with um the CRM was here shortly, so it's the same thing said hi, hi, can you hear me? <laughs> sorry. Yes, this is Rahim. She's uh, just wrapping up another room. This is an incredibly interesting topic, actually. I'm quite looking forward to Big apart for that. Um, very interesting topic uh, today. I'm very curious to hear on, on this uh, theory. It's um has a lot of uh, repercussions and a lot of interesting implications. Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, let's see if we can manage to control weather in the future. Hi, Kewin. I hope I'm saying your name right. And um, just in case the unmute button is all the way on the bottom right corner, there's a little microphone symbol. And if you press that, yep, perfect. Ah, good evening. Hi, how are good you? Karina. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. How are you? 
good good thank you thanks for coming here and making the account i know it's you know <laughs> it's really uh, thank great you. for you to do that so how do i pronounce your name i want to say it right when I uh you can call me kiwan kiwan okay. yes wonderful perfect yeah. thank you so thank much you. for joining us tonight kiwan we really appreciate it thank you thank you for the invitation nice to meet you well hi kiwan nice to meet you i'm sisirahim hi sisirahim I'm Kiwan. Oh, that's so Good nice. Evening. Thanks. <laughs> Good evening. Yeah, it's, it's morning in Japan. Oh, really? What time? Do you mind? Good morning, then. <laughs> yeah, what time? It's 10, 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. For us, it's almost 9 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And for me, it's well, 2 a.m. For Jamie, it's 2 a.m. So he's in Scotland. Yeah. But your topic was too interesting not to um, appear for this. So I am here. Interesting butterfly effect. You're giving a talk about weather. And over here in Scotland, I'm up at 2 a.m. to listen to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is uh, uh, a research supervised by uh, Miyoshi Sensei, Professor Miyoshi. Yeah, I guess he's not coming today. Yeah, he he didn't. Um... You know, he didn't um, manage to make the clubhouse account. Um, but I see, I don't know if maybe Ting Chuang Ting is here in your lab because he just joined. Uh, maybe not. And is part of Science Society. I just saw. Mm, so okay. sometimes, sometimes people come from the lab. So I'm just checking. <laughs> Okay, I'm. Um, I'm not sure if he will join through this app, uh, but if he can join, maybe he can also answer some questions. Yeah, so I offered him to maybe call in and use, um, you know, stream. I could stream his voice through my account. I'm not sure, uh -huh. if, um, but he didn't. He didn't. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we we did it. Maybe maybe we can do it again and talk, you know, again some yeah. other time and organize it. Yeah, it's yeah we possible. yeah we're glad yeah. you're here. You <laughs> 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 love the work, so thank you. Um, we'll start in one minute. Let me just share it uh, on Twitter really quick, and then we'll start. Okay, once. Have you been having a very nice morning, Kiwan? Ah, sorry? Have you been having a nice morning? Yeah. Good. Do you have uh, tea in the morning? Have you had breakfast already? Uh, yes, I have a cup of water. Ah, nice. You've been uh, 
good to keep hydrated. <laughs> that is so much like me. I prefer to drink water than drink like tea or coffee or things like that. In general, it's just water is like it's good. It just feels good. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, because I'm going to like, give a talk, so I guess water is good. We're very relaxed here anyway, so um, a lot of uh, people, they just um, sit back with their coffee or their water or their tea or anything and mm. um, just basically enjoy sharing their amazing knowledge with us. Um, but we're all nice here at Science Society. We're all very, very curious and very, very nice. Mm. Okay, I think we can we can um, slowly start and introduce you to the audience and then uh, we go from there. So welcome everyone to the Science Society and of course a special welcome to our guest speaker um, today and um, let me introduce you to um, Kiwin Sun. Um, before uh, we start with the presentation. Um, so, um, Kriwen did um, her um, bachelor at the Beijing Forestry University School of Science. And after that, she was teaching um, if you calculus a level um pure math in the beijing royal school and um from 2017 to 2019 uh Kian, um did her uh, went to graduate school of mathematics for her masters at the nagoya university and then she uh um, continued um, at Nagoya University for her PhD and um, she now is a, a junior research associate um, for data assimilation on the data assimilation research team at Riken Center for Computational Sciences in Japan. Uh, it's a really amazing institute. A friend of mine actually is at Riken doing neuroscience it's a really an amazing institute and a lot of um, groundbreaking research comes out of that research, uh, institute. So we are very, very honored to have you here. And before we start, if it's okay with you, we ask a couple of general interview questions. Um, and if that's okay with you, we can also skip and go right straight into your uh, presentation. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes, yes, please. Okay, yeah, Cecilia, do you want to ask like a couple of questions, maybe? Yes, definitely, absolutely. Um, thank you so much, uh, Kiwen, for joining us. Um, so yeah, we just like to kind of ask you some questions a little bit about yourself so we get to know you. Um, so I guess uh, one of the questions is, 
How exactly did you, you know, discover your love for science? Um, was it a class that you took maybe? Um, at what point in your life was it someone who influenced you like a teacher or a family member? Um, and also a second part to that is how did you arrive at your research interest, which is what you'll be presenting with us here, like um, to us here today. Like how did you get to the point where you got interested in that? Um, so yeah, if you don't mind answering those. Yeah, thank you. Um, yes, I I guess uh, when I was in China, uh, I studied in uh, also mathematics department for four years, and then I thought maybe I can uh, work, and and just then I can decide what should I do after after that so I I go to um in China it is uh, uh, not a standard high school it is an international one so all of the students will go uh, another country for their their uh, college study mm, and then I started to use some like books and not uh, which which was published um, by other um, other companies not in China. So uh, I feel the way they arrange the information is very interesting. And then I decided to study in uh, outside of China. So I try to find uh, some mathematical uh, department for my uh, master program and then uh, I can con uh, contact the my current supervisor uh, professor Richard in Naga University so that's why I continue my research with him mm, so I just continued after the master program I then start the PhD program, but before that, uh, I attended a internship arranged by Liken, the the RCCS. Uh, so the team leader is uh, Takemasa Miyoshi Sensei, mm, and from that uh, that year, I started to learn. Uh, theories about data simulation, and I feel this these theories are um, very attractive and very interesting. I guess I can continue with this direction for my PhD, and my supervisor also agree with this. So that's why I have an extra contract with the RCCS when I uh, is still a student in Nagoya University. Uh, and then this brings collaboration between Nagoya University and Liken. So that is uh, quite good. Yeah, and then we, we end up with this interesting study. Yeah, that's all. Thank you.
Wow, that's very interesting. I like how you took some time to work and explore your options and kind of get some experience and then figure out exactly what you wanted. Um, I think that's a very good strategy and, you know, it was able to get you to a point where you understood exactly what you enjoyed doing. And so thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. So please go ahead and, and give your talk. We're, we're all here ready to listen. Okay, uh, thank you. So I'm going to use the slides that I shared with uh, Katarina. And so if you can also look at the slides, that would be very helpful uh, for understanding the, the materials. Uh, okay, so let me start. Uh, I will uh, point out which page I am talking about. So now I'm in the front page, uh, the, the control simulation experiments with the Lawrence 63 model. Uh, so this is a research supervised by uh, Professor Miyoshi. Um, and this, so he has uh, several uh, important positions in, in uh, different uh, places. Most of them are related to uh, they can. Uh, so if, if you are interested in what, what they are doing uh, in their research, about their research uh, in the, the three department, you can find the information uh, in their web page. Okay, uh, so first now I go to the page two, the outline. Um, I'm going to uh, talk about First, the overview of data simulation, and then uh, some basic information about uh, Lorentz 63 model. Uh, and next section is the aim of the study. And then I will explain how we design these experiments and some results. And then the last uh, is the summary and future work. Uh, okay, so now. Uh, page three and the overview of data simulation uh, so maybe uh, some of you has already know the uh, basic idea of data simulation but i would like to explain before i explain the the main research um, the data simulation is uh, mathematical uh, techniques tools um, that uh, combine the observations and simulation. And so we suppose that we have some in this uh, rectangle, we have some reality or the truth of some dynamical system, which is never perfectly known, um, but we can observe them. But the observations uh, are noisy or incomplete. And for these unknown dynamic, dynamical uh, systems, we can also have some simulation or forecast, maybe based on some model. Uh, but of course, those models are uh, imperfect. Uh, the forecasts or simulation are also inaccurate. And the data, data simulation, these mathematical techniques, uh, they use both the observations and simulation do some analysis and we have a re analysis result 
we expect that this analysis result is better than observations and also better than the simulation or forecast and it should be look more close to the reality the unknown reality okay uh, so i go to the next page page four uh, and here i draw a workflow a workflow of how data simulation do online analysis so usually we started from some initial value initial guess uh, and this initial guess may include some uh, unknown states uh, of the dynamical system or even include some unknown parameters of the dynamical system and we use the our imperfect model to do a model simulation and then this simulation we call it the forecast and at the same time we observe this system and then we have the uh, imperfect observation and then we do an analysis update the an analysis update in the rectangle is given by data simulation uh, then after we update it these results could be the best estimate for the next time point so we observe this uh, system regularly a long time and we have the analysis update and then it could be the next initial value for next time point and we repeat this circle uh, as long as we have observations so this is how the data simulation work and in in this research in this research uh, the method main method uh, i use is ensemble common filter uh, so it is one technique one method of data simulation uh, so in this research i use this um, and the main uh, property of this method is uh, when, say at a certain time t, uh, i'm on page five on certain time t1 uh, we have some initial guess or some analysis update from the previous time point and this is described by a set of particles a set of ensemble members so you can compute the mean of them it could be your best guess for the current unknown state uh, and these ensemble members uh, provide naturally provide uncertainty of your mean value because you can use the spread and then we run the this run the model run the uh, simulation model for all of the members and then you have the forecast the blue circle for time t2 and we observe the system and we use forecast and observation update it update or forecast to uh, analysis ensemble and then we have analysis mean so we just uh, repeat this along with time at every uh, t1 t2 t3 we have observations so this is how the ensemble common filter work yeah uh, next is 
so this is the just the information about data simulation. Uh, now I'm going to introduce the main uh, material of this research. Uh, I am in page six. Okay, uh, so first let me introduce Florence 63 model. Uh, it is a very simple, uh, chaotic, dynamical system defined by uh, a set of uh, differential equations. So it's a differential equation system uh, designed by Lawrence in uh, 1990, uh, no, 1963. And you can see we have three variables and we also have some parameters, the sigma, uh, gamma, and b. Uh, these three values are uh, also chosen by Lorenz and it resulted in a, in a chaotic solution. So, so here is a, a small movie here. This is the, the solution of this system uh, for a certain initial condition. So you can see that uh, it seems like there are two circles and the solution go from one side to another side uh, frequently. And in the lower left, this picture, I only draw state x. Uh, so you can, this is for 5,000 time steps. Uh, one step is 0.01. And, and you can see state x uh, change from positive to negative. Uh, and then after some circle or just one circle, it go back to the positive side. And if I draw all of the points uh, for this solution, uh, you can see the picture on the lower right. Uh, it's like a two circle or two wings, and it looks like a butterfly. Mm, the solution will only be limited in the range. It will not go very far away from this attractor. Mm. And these two wings, uh, we can actually, we can separate them by state X. If X is positive, let's call it the warm regime. Uh, if X is negative, uh, let's call it cold regime. Uh, okay, some, some more information about this, this model. Uh, when we integrate, when we compute the trajectory, we use uh, some numerical approximation. We use the Runge-Kutta force order. So now it's on page seven. Uh, we use this to compute the solution with uh, one time step equals to 0.01. Mm, and we run it for a quite long time. And during the, what is this, this eight, six, zero time steps, uh, nature run, so it's a very long run. Mm, we observe that there are uh, about more than 100,000 cycles. Mm, and we define one cycle is for state X from a top point to a top point if it didn't shift to another side uh, or from bottom point to bottom point. If it shift to another side, then it is a top point to a bottom point. So this is one cycle. And we find that on average, every 75.1 time steps, it, uh, it finish one, one cycle on average. 
and we also observe uh, more than 45,000 times of change of regime. Uh, I mean, from X, from positive to negative or negative to positive uh, during this this run. This run. So on average, every 2.3 cycles, a shift shift the regime, it changed the regime. So it's quite uh, frequently happen for shift shift of regime. Mm, and uh, there is another truth is the system is chaotic. So it's quite sensitive to the initial uh, condition. The change of regime is not easy to predict. Um, you can find the reference paper number two uh, for this study. So I go to page eight. Um, with this Lorentz 63 model, uh, the aim of this study is we want to perturb this system um, by using some perturbation signal to keep this attractor only stay in one vein, one regime. Uh, for example, if you can you can keep it stay in the cold regime uh, or the warm regime. Uh, and on this, these two pictures uh, on the right hand side, it is the result for one experiment. Um, the trajectory only stay in x greater than zero, the warm regime, and uh, a, uh, it doesn't go to another side. Um, one very essential point for this study is we don't know exactly what happened. Uh, what is the exact value of the three, three variables, x, y, z? We only have noise observations. Uh, and we, we use noise observations and you need to uh, properly perturb the system and to keep this chaotic system stay in one side. So it's, it's not very uh, straightforward. Uh, okay, so let me introduce the design of the CSE. Uh, CSE is uh, for control simulation experiments. And this uh, phrase is um, introduced by Professor Miyoshi. Um, so the idea uh, is, uh, I'm on page nine now. Uh, okay, so I said that this, uh, we don't know the exact state value of the three variables. Uh, we only have noise observations, but this is uh, experiments. So we can create some synthetic, some fake observations by ourselves. So what we do is we use the nature run, we call it nature run. It is the truth, true value of the, the, the trajectory. We use the nature run plus uh, some random noise, follow normal distribution with zero mean and variance equals two for all of the three variables. Uh, so we have the noise observations. And for a certain time TM, uh, we do a T days forecast. So remember uh, the data simulation techniques, uh, what they do is at a certain time point, you have a forecast or simulation given by the model. We assume that we know the model. So we know the structure of the differential equations. We can run this forecast 
And if the forecast, uh, say a T steps, the T can change. Um, if the forecast uh, doesn't show uh, change of regime, so we have a set of ensemble numbers, we have uh, some particles, none of them show change of regime, then we just do nothing. We go to the next time point, TM plus 0.08. So in this experiment, we observe it every eight, eight time steps. Uh, next time point, we have our forecast, the, uh, the circle, uh, red circle. Um, and we have the observation, the solid red circle. And then we can update it to have a better uh, better guess of, of the system. We have the analysis, ensemble members, and then we start next T-steps forecast. Uh, but if this forecast, we observe at least one particle shows change of regime, then we should do something. Uh, so what we do is described by the second picture. We perturb the system. We use some perturbation signals. It's just three-dimensional vectors. And we change the initial condition of the system and then the future evolution uh, will change. We perturb the system until next observation available. So the future change, the original one is the dashed one and then the new one is the solid black one. We expect that after perturbation the future will change and it will not go to another regime which was ex forecasted by the ensemble members. And here is the problem. How should we find perturbation signals? Uh, is it uh, efficient for any kind of perturbation signals? It's not clear. Um, so here I can tell you that if you just randomly perturb, use some random perturbation uh, vectors, it doesn't work. So you have to find some perturbation uh, signals uh, which are efficient. Uh, so in next page, page 10, uh, I'm going to introduce what we do uh, with these experiments. Uh, so here the method is what I have introduced in the very beginning, the ensemble common filter ENKF. The number of particles is uh, three. We have three members and we observe it every eight steps. One step is 0.01 and uh, all, all experiment steps is 8,000 uh, time steps. So it's 1,000 data simulation cycle because we observe it every eight steps. So here there are three pictures on page 10. Uh, the let's look at the blue light blue light blue curves we do those light blue curves are the forecast trajectory we do a t steps the t is equals to some some number let's say about 300 we start from time zero and we do a forecast for the first one you can see that there are I think it's two or one of them, two of them cross the border 
a shift from positive side to negative side. So then the system uh, report alarm that your true system maybe also cross the border. And the black one is the truth, uh, which is unknown, uh, of course. But uh, since this is an experiment, so I can draw this true line. The true line also changed the side. So at least the two of the ensemble members do a correct forecast. Uh, but if you look at, there is another ensemble member doesn't change the uh, regime. It, it stay in the positive side. Uh, at least uh, in the forecast 300 steps. So this blue one is a good candidate. And we take this good candidate and we take randomly one of the bad candidate and we take the difference at the very beginning. So time zero is just after the observation. We take the difference at the very beginning uh, for the trajectory and we rescale it to a, a certain norm, uh, maybe a very small norm. And then we have some perturbation signals created by these this two ensemble members, the difference. And then we expect that this perturbation, if we apply this perturbation to the original system, it will drag the system to uh, some trajectory more close to the good candidate. So we just apply it to the system. Uh, but sometimes um, it may happen that uh, the, per uh, the forecast, the blue one, do a wrong forecast. The black one, uh, like the second picture, the black one uh, doesn't change regime, but your forecast show uh, change of regime. And then you still apply the, the previous steps, you compute the perturbation, you apply the perturbation, uh, but you don't need. So it is a false alarm since we don't know the truth. And it also happened that we do a correct forecast as the third picture, uh, a correct forecast given by the blue one and the choose the black one also change the regime and you apply, oh uh, uh, yes, among all, all of these three pictures, the red one is after the perturbation, the new trajectory after the perturbation. Uh, so for the third one, after we apply the perturbation, the, uh, the new trajectory still cross the border. And then is uh, for this perturbation, this step, it failed. So these are the three uh, scenarios that you, you, may, you may face. And next page, page 11. Uh, so I just want to show uh, one resource. We have three movies. Um, the first one is the original. They All of them start with same initial condition. condition. The left-hand side, the first one, is the one without any perturbation. So we just compute the solution of differential uh, equation system. And you can see that a shift from one side to another side. And the second one is under perturbation. Uh, when it is blue, we do nothing. When it is not blue, uh, we perturb the system. And you can see three other colors, the red, the 
uh, yellow, the green, um, they corresponding to what I have described in page 10, um, the success control, the false alarm, yellow one, the, uh, the correct forecast, but uh, after perturbation, nothing changed. So, uh, but still among these 8,000 8, time steps, this control, uh, the, the trajectory under control stay in only one side uh, of the, the two wings. The third picture, the third movie on page 11, uh, maybe it's quite small, but I draw the perturbation vector with the, its direction, so it's three-dimensional. You can see there are some arrows uh, um, point some directions. And in this experiments, those arrows already stretched bigger, uh, just want to let audience uh, look um, easily find out what is the direction. But actually, those perturbations are quite small. Um, and to make this kind of effect. Uh, and here I want to show the full picture of the resource. Uh, when I describe the, the design of CSE experiments, uh, I have two things that I can change. One is the at each, each time we have observation, you can do a forecast, but how long you forecast? Uh, if you do a very short forecast, maybe the change of regime is very close to you. Uh, and if you do a very long forecast, this is a chaotic system. The long forecast may not be accurate enough. So this is described by T. T is equals to a number times T0, uh, where T0 is the average time steps for one cycle, which is 75.1 something. And the D is the size of perturbation vectors. So it is a Euclidean norm. And we choose it from 0.02, very small, to 0.5. And the colors uh, and the numbers corresponding to the success rate. So we ran these experiments, 40 experiments independently for each combination. The darker the color, then the high, higher the success rate. Uh, so the success rate is described by the success experiments, uh, means doesn't shift to another side for the 8,000 8, times steps. Um, so like 0.8 uh, among the 40s, we have 32 times that the experiments stay in one side for 8,000 time steps. And you can see that um, for a certain range of combination, when you have like 40, 0, and the norm is 0.03, you have a very high success rate. Uh, but if you, you use a perturbation vector, which is too bigger, and then it doesn't promise a high success rate. And of course, when you do a very short forecast and very small perturbation norm, then 
uh, all of the experiments failed. The first table on, uh, sorry, I'm on page 12. The first table on page 12 is the control for all of the variables. So we compute the three-dimensional vector. Uh, and the following one is only perturb two of them or only perturb one of them. And still, when we perturb even only one of them, we still have some combination have a very high success rate, um, though it's not as good as the perturb the three states. So why we want to decrease the state that we perturb? Uh, because we want to use as less as the effort to have a good enough result. So we just want to know if we can do less work and still have a good result. Uh, the next page, uh, page 14, page 13, uh, page 13, it doesn't show the page number, but it is page 13, the resource efficiency, there are two picture. Um, it is the state X uh, for the first 5,000 steps. The blue one is still, we do nothing, and other colors means we do something. And you can see that we have a lot of yellow one. Yellow one means the false alarm. It means that we do a wrong forecast and we perturb the system based on the false alarm. And we would like to know uh, if the false alarm and the, the green one uh, do a correct forecast, perturb the system, but it doesn't save the system. These two kind of uh, per perturbations have some effect or if they are still necessary or if they hurt the experiments. So we also ran some comparison. Uh, on page 14, the left-hand side uh, is uh, the control rate. The control rate means during the 8,000 steps, how many times that we perturb the system? Uh, if the control rate, for example, the first one, 0.7, it means that more than 70% of time we are perturbing the system. So we are just like, we, we don't stop, we just, uh, the system always forecast change of regime and you are continuing uh, perturb it. And the D x on x axis is the size of perturbation vector. So you can see that if you use bigger perturbation vector, the system, it is very uh, powerful. So the system uh, no more forecast change of regime. And you can observe the problem among all of the perturbations, most of them are false alarm. Yeah, so this is by the design. At least one show alarm, then we perturb it. So we have a lot of false alarm. Uh, and then we do a compa comparison by remove false alarm. So in reality, we don't know the truth. And so we don't know which one is false alarm, but this is just experiments. Uh, so we can design it when it is really a false alarm. We do nothing. And 
here is the success rate for different combination of D. Uh, for small D, less than 0.2, when we remove the gray one is the original one, when you remove all of the false alarm, the success rate, I will see it doesn't change so much. So I will see the false alarm uh, doesn't hurt the experiments and it may have some effect for example, when D is greater than 0.1, if you remove false alarm, the success rate decreases a lot. And also, if you remove the uh, the remove NC, the blue one uh, means a correct forecast, but perturb nothing. Uh, it doesn't save the uh, system. If you remove them, the success rate decreases to zero. And if we, you remove both of false alarm and the NC, uh, it also decreased to zero. So it means that some perturbation, even though when you do a correct forecast uh, and you perturb the system, even though it, it doesn't have directly effect uh, for the current steps, it may have accumulated effects in future. So, uh, it doesn't mean something, some perturbation and doesn't save the system immediately, uh, then it is uh, less effective. It still have some effects. Uh, so the last one, I just make a comparison. Uh, so these are extra information uh, for a random perturbation. Uh, so we run the system we perturb it at the correct time when the system show alarm, but we change our pre-designed perturbation vector by random numbers with the same norm. And you can see uh, when it is red, it means that we are perturbed the, the system and it, it has almost uh, no effect for the system, they still change from one side to another side regularly. Yeah, so random perturbation uh, is not effective. You still have to design your perturbation vector. And next on page 16. Uh, so I want to do a summary uh, of this work. Uh, the control simulation experiments show that we can effective control the chaotic system Lorentz 63 to avoid any change of regime. Uh, and this experiment is less effective when the perturbation signals are too small or too big, or the forecast length is, is short, or um, the partial of the, uh, yeah, the partial observation uh, uh, is some result that I didn't show in this presentation, uh, but and also less accurate analysis. Uh, it means that if, for example, you do a very long forecast, and then of course your uh, analysis is not accurate as before, and then what you generate, the perturbation signals and the time point for the alarm is no more accurate. And the last one um, we, is the future work. We want to apply the 
CSE to more complex model. Lawrence 63 is just a very simple prototype for chaotic behavior. And we want to apply it to other models, maybe some um, weather forecast, large scale weather forecast model. And we want to investigate different control scenarios, for example, controlling the occurrence of extreme events. And this has already already done, already finished for extreme events. It is for Lawrence 96. And also for, uh, for example, to, to control the rainfall, you may want to move a rainfall from one, one place to another place, or you want to decrease the uh, the the uh, the power of a uh, typhoon. Uh, these two experiments is also done by other members in the team. Yeah, and the final aim of the control simulation experiments is to uh, control the disasters um, in future. Okay, so next page on page seventeen, I I have the link of uh, some reference paper and the link of the published uh, paper yeah yeah thank you very much thank you for your attention thank you so much for um for your talk this is such a fascinating work um, um it's it's so interesting how you managed to go through all the data and um and find um these factors um and just it's it's so fascinating to me so thank you so much for presenting your work here and sharing this with us so um everyone please if you have questions flash your mic uh, come up to the stage um and um raise your hand or flash your microphone uh, let me know and um, in the meantime, I'll ask a question about, uh, you mentioned in your future work that you will, um, you will now go into real uh, time weather data sets, right? Um, and the, the goal is to basically in the future prevent maybe um, mega storms with those very precise, um, uh, control like small controls that are actually efficient to control the weather that's that's really fascinating it will save so many people's lives um it's groundbreaking so 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 are you working on that already is that the future step you will be working on thank you yeah thank you for the question uh i yeah like i uh so the, the work for Lawrence 63 is the, the first step of this study. Um, and then I have already applied it to another uh, more complicated, uh, the Lawrence 96, but which is also a prototype uh, model, um, but complicated than the current one. Uh, and this work has already uh, finished and for other uh, CSE experiments with weather forecast model, uh, since all of these works are supervised by uh, Professor Miyoshi, and we we work as a team, so we uh, we have um, 
like the the work for uh, control the rainfall or typhoon is uh, developed carried out by other members so then we can uh, we can perform these experiments simultaneously instead of uh, only uh, one researcher uh, do all of the work. So that would be quite efficient for this team. Yeah. Mm. And the other works, I, I think we have already presented these results uh, in some conferences. Uh, actually, today, um, Miyoshi Sensei was plan planning to uh, talk about the control simulation experiments results for those uh, weather forecast model. So, um, yeah, if we have opportunities uh, someday, maybe he can he can give more details about other works. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And um, first in the audience, he's asking if this research will apply for all types of weather climates or will it um, be focused on a specific geographical area? Um, okay. And yeah, uh for my understanding the idea the control of the uh we we would like to control the like the extreme uh weather events like a very heavy rain uh or a typhoon mm, and the control if, if you consider a uh, real weather um, event, then a, you can first think about uh, how strong it is and you can decrease uh, the power of it or you want to shift it to some place which has no um, uh, no cities, uh, no people li living there. Uh, so then you can uh, consider, you can design the experiments uh, like that. Mm, but I think the weather forecast model is much more complicated than the prototype. So I, I'm not sure if we can be used for any kind of uh, weather events. But as long as we have the observation and the simulation, I mean the model, you can design these experiments. Yeah, that's all. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, please go ahead with questions, everyone. Um, Mike, and go ahead. Hello, Kiwan. This is Jamie speaking. Um, hello. Hello. Thank you very, very much for a wonderful presentation. 
this is incredibly fascinating work. Um, my question for you is when you were describing uh, the perturbations, um, do you have any specific goal on how the perturbations will be um, done when you are altering the weather? Um, is this going to be like, you know, drones are going to maybe release some um, chemical in the air or some kind of um, substance in the air or is it, how is the perturbations going to uh, happen when you enact this model? Thank you. Yeah, well, I guess you are asking the perturbation when we really want to change the uh, weather condition, does it? It's, it's not about the experiments, it's about the, the reality. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, in your mind, when you're when you're actually looking at these experiments, because of course you are looking to enact them in reality. And I wonder, did you have any um, ideas of how you would be putting these perturbations in? Yeah, thank you. Oh, okay, I understand. Uh, thank you for the question. Mm, okay, so for the current step. Mm, so if uh, if we consider the weather forecast model, it means that you have a lot of um, state values um, and you are not sure if you can really change those state values in reality. Uh, so if we start from that side to consider uh, which kind of efforts that we can make then a i i guess it would limit our uh, study um, so for our current research um, i think it's no matter what this state is uh, we try to perturb it and then to see if it has a effect and we don't really think about if we can make it uh, now. Uh, for example, uh, I think one of my colleagues tried to uh, decrease the pressure uh, of atmosphere, but we are not sure if we can decrease the pressure. But if you decrease the pressure, the experiments results show some um, e effective results. Um, also, other experiments, when they uh, uh, perturb a system, describe a typhoon, they may, uh, even though we don't know if we can really do that, we can still compute the energy we used, no matter which kind of energy. And the current resource um, may tell us the, the energy we use to avoid some uh, event is quite big. And so it's still not possible considering the energy. Um, but currently we just want to study this theoretically and Actually, in the research of Lawrence 96, the next research with a more complicated model, uh, we already try to like 
reduce the energy we spend for this control simulation experiments and and to increase the efficiency and this is quite important if you consider the real uh, weather system yeah but it's not a um, some study which is ready to apply some perturbation to the the weather ah i think i understand uh now because the you're saying that the model itself is more dealing with the theoretical aspect of if a change was made here this would happen and occur for the weather to change right um it will be for a later um experiments to to find out if we can make suitable perturbations but right now this is proof of concept with the simulation mm, yes 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 ah, thank you very much for clarifying thank you so much Thank you for the question. So I had a kind of quick question on like potential like uh, further work for such a, um, a concept. Uh, say you guys do figure out a method to uh, kind of shift, um, I guess, the weather and however you need to shift it for whatever purpose by like, I guess, this concept would it be possible you know what i'm saying to like bring like certain weather systems to where they they're not you know what i'm saying because like certain areas on the planet have like more uh, evaporation others have more rain would it be possible to like bring a you know weather systems to bring more rain to places where there's not a lot of rain is or is that like even more far-fetched than i'm imagining it it is um yeah thank you for the question um yeah i i cannot imagine uh what is really going to happen if we success with these experiments is related to um a lot of um other considerations so if you really want to uh, generate these experiments in reality uh, you need to consider if it is dangerous uh, to do this so mm, yeah mm, I think if the I I have read one paper about uh, about the 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 butterfly attractor that the weather system is not going to be permanently changed by uh, by like uh, perturb the system. It's just change the order of the future events which is going to show um, but based on our experiment system actually the random perturbation doesn't really just change the order of the future events and in a full picture it doesn't change so much 
However, this experiment is about the designed one. And what I observe is, once you stop the perturbation, the future is going to be similar like before. And you just postpone something which is going to happen. If you would like to postpone it forever, you need to perturb the system forever. Yeah, that's all. I'm not sure I answer your question. Kind of like I was more so like uh, getting it like because um, how do I say uh, there's places where the reason the main reason why they don't have food would be because like they don't get rain. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. so I was like wondering would it be like in uh, like a further application of a night uh, a work like this to I guess kind of move like weather systems so that places that don't get rain can get rain enough to make like crops. You know what I'm saying? Not like a permanent change. That would also have to be a question, of course. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to just shift an entire, you know, weather system to a different place because that would probably screw up everything. Uh, but I was just kind of wondering, like, would it be possible, for example, just to make a rain cloud, you know, by shifting, I guess, like different. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I understand. Uh, like, uh, um, yeah, the this the idea of these uh, experiments is to use a very small perturbation. So this is uh, one of the main idea. Um, I know that there are already uh, like we we have some uh, rain created by human being, um, but this study. Uh, is to use a yeah I I didn't um, mention that uh, why we use different size of perturbation vector and those perturbation the size are quite small compared to the original system the 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 energy contained in the system and for the the perturbation uh, vectors are quite small and we can we want to use this quite small perturbation to have uh, some big effect and maybe like if you create some cloud it's like directly related to the rainfall but maybe other um, parameters other states related to not directly the cloud or the rainfall can also have the similar effect but have uh, more, uh, much more smaller cost of energy, that would be great. And I guess this is, no, this is one of the um, idea of this research. So we want to find some potential relation between the interesting events and other, other states. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for your answer. Um, yeah, Tassirin, did you want to ask a question? Oh, no, 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 I wasn't. Go ahead, Katarina. Oh, it's fine. Um, yeah, um, Frank, do you have a question, Dr. Shah? Um, 
Does anyone else still have a question? We are almost at an hour, but do you still have a little bit of time, uh, Kiwa? Yes. So yeah. I can ask my question. Thank you so much, first of all, for the fascinating work that you shared with us. My question is about the potential of using of your model in different fields, for example, through the, I mean, drug delivery. So why I'm asking this question, because we are talking about the hyper parameter and also some of the features on this modeling that you just explained can be matched for uh, quantification of the uh, information that we can, we can have from the drug delivery perspective. I was just wondering, do you have any further information around that that you can share with us? Uh, okay. Uh, thank you for the question. Yeah, and to apply this uh, method to other fields, and actually we plan, uh, I have another research which is related to the infectious disease modeling. Um, some model described the spread uh, of some disease in some place. Um, and if we have the the basic information uh, for generate data simulation experiments which means we have observations and we have the model simulation then that means we can uh, run the simulation study for control any dynamical system yeah but for this chaotic one, these chaotic uh, models, it it is successful, mm, but I'm not sure if for some models, uh, which is not chaotic, for example, the infectious disease model, it is still effect effective uh, or not. But it's interesting to try to use the method uh, to control uh, any dynamical system that you are interested in. Mm, I'm, uh, we are going to open this uh, code package for the studies uh, quite soon. So I'm trying to make it uh, reader friendly. If someone wants to try this method for different models, they can uh, directly refer to it, I guess. Yeah, very interesting because uh, by considering the perturbation, I mean, even signals that you just mentioned as part of your research also, you guys proved that uh, there is no normalizable invariant state. So these are it's pretty much matched with the infectious it, is, it can be. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for the question. Oh, hi, uh, Dr. Sun. Uh, thanks for uh, coming to Science Society and share with us your research with, uh, along with your colleague, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Miyoshi. Uh, unfortunately, he, he wouldn't be able to make it for technical reasons. Uh, but uh, this is uh, interesting uh, work. Uh, uh, in a sense that uh, uh, you, you mentioned earlier, this uh, dynamical system equation uh, model 
apply uh, generally across uh, fields and uh, uh, so my question is the uh, for you is regarding the uh, uh, your approach uh, uh, say injecting some uh, perturbation control uh, how would that uh, uh, reflect on the original question uh, original equation of, of the Lorenz like model uh, is there a way uh, of uh, generalize uh, in theory uh, say uh, your your perturbation somehow change the dynamical nature the stability of the, of that equation is there some efforts along that line or anything any thoughts uh, thank you for the question um at the beginning of this study we uh yeah when we published this this paper um one reviewer suggested uh we can look at the theory of uh control of chaos and the synchronization um yeah so but for this current study, it's like a proof of con concept. Um, so it, it would be good if we can generalize it to a theory. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm, currently, I'm, I'm not sure uh, about if we can gen generalize it to a, uh, a theory. Mm, however, from these experiments, uh, if you look at the movie, you can see that with the perturbation, the attractor stay in, a, I would say it is a more stable uh, state, stable states, instead of uh, unstable states that is going to change the side uh, uh, regularly. So I think there are some potential uh, general ideas to describe with the perturbation, which kind of uh, state of the differential equations we are we are uh, we are in. So yeah, it would be good if we have those definitions or concepts to describe if we really change the system to stay in a stable uh, stage oh yes so i mean the uh, chaos chaotic system dynamic system is always a uh, one of the major challenges right? so turbulence and stuff so the uh, uh my second question for you is the uh, numerical stability have you done have you shown uh, somewhere the uh, your numerical treatment that uh, mm -hmm. is uh, uh, well controlled? Yeah. Um, okay. The Lawrence sixty three and uh, Lawrence ninety six. Um, we already have uh, existing uh, uh, study about the predictability. Um, of the these two prototype uh, system so so in my presentation i 
I, I guess I mentioned the Rangakuta uh, fourth order method or every uh, 0.01 we do the integration and why we observe it every eight steps. Uh, this is because the previous research work uh, has been done with such kind of setting and they find some uh, they find how to set the parameters of ensemble common filter to have an optimal resource. Uh, so why we set it like this is because we want to be con uh, consistent and be same as uh, the previous study. And it means that we just start from the optimal setting and we create some new, uh, new um, uh, ideas the new concepts uh, instead of we first need to study how uh, what is the predictability of this method and how how we can uh, set this numerical computation um, settings so the previous work save us a lot of time and we just start we start with those research results and only focus on the CSE Great. Uh, thanks uh, for answering. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, uh, Kiran. Uh, and I know you've like been here for a while with us. Um, I was wondering if you could maybe answer just one more question, if that's okay. Yes. Um, oh, Jamie, do you have a question? Oh, I actually uh, I did, but if you have one, that's okay. Oh no, it's someone posted a couple questions in the chat and I was gonna ask maybe just one of them uh, just so they can, cause they said they couldn't come up on stage. Um, so yeah, um, someone is asking if the CSC can also be analyzed in the Laplacian domain for control design. Um... Yes. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think we can, um, yeah, if we do, um, yeah, the current situation is that, uh, we can do this for this, uh, simple two uh, simple models. And, and I guess if we go this direction, then we can generalize them. Uh, but for this team. Mm, we are more interested in how it could be uh, studied or understand in a real weather forecast model. But for, for my own um, interesting, I would be prefer to do something which is more theoretically, yeah, because I am studying in a mathematical department. So still this is a uh, collaboration work, but we both my supervisors would like this research to be like more general in theory and could be more um, applicable uh, for uh, real models. Thank you so much, Kiwan. Um, I think maybe one last question from Jamie. Jamie, if you could ask your question really quickly. 
Yes, thank um, you very I, can much. Can we ask um, a follow-up question, too? Okay. Oh, oh, also curious. No, I wasn't sure if, if you know, QN had more time. That's why. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so there's a follow-up question that says, um, if the results using RK4 could be reproduced using other ODE solvers like BDF or uh, Gaussian method. Yeah, I, I think you can use other uh, other method uh, for our computation. Mm, with uh, the uh, RK4 is written by ourselves, so the, this part of code is very simple. Um, but you can use other uh, solvers to apply to this this study and we use rk4 is just we want to be same as the previous uh, study uh, however um, personally i have tried with different uh, method for the numerical computation since they are different and this system is chaotic uh, you may have some solution at the beginning that they are same uh, but in future they uh, go to different um, places, mm, but uh, since this experiment is uh, repeated every only every eight steps, so I I think maybe for a forecast of three hundred steps and uh, repeat every eight steps, the difference may not be quite different, but you can choose different uh, numerical computation method. Thank you. Okay, great. Uh, Jamie? Oh, yes, thank you very much for letting me ask a second question and I'll be really quick. I was curious, when you were describing the model, Kiwan, and you said when the model um, shows blue, you do not use perturbation. When it's red, you use perturbation. You also mentioned there was yellow, which was the, the sort of false forecasts or false um, you know, you, you don't know, this is unpredictable. Um, you mentioned that when you used the model and did not include the yellow part, that the whole model became less predictable. Um, my, uh, uh, my question was, um, is this because even having the yellow in there, even though it's less predictable, you know, the, the yellow means it's not predictable, does that make it, uh, a known, unknown factor, which allows you to account for it, even if you can't, um, you know, alter it or anything, um, if that makes sense. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for the question. Uh, the yellow one, uh, which is a false alarm, um, which means that our system, we forecast something is going to change um, but it's not and we apply then we apply the the perturbation uh, so based on the experiments results if you look at the movie the yellow one even though they do a wrong forecast the yellow one seems to shrink the circle to the center and we know that 
around the center, it is far away from the boundary because x, if you want to go to the negative side, you need to close to zero. But if you shrink, then you are far away from zero. So it still has some effect just to drag it to uh, a stable range, a stable places. Um, but though actually we don't need to do it um, based on the true evolution of the system, it still have some effects to the system. And I will say that this yellow false alarm uh, a postponed the future change of regime, this events. And instead of to drag it to a more stable, a more unstable uh, place. So in conclusion, the false alarm doesn't hurt the system, it just uh, make you spend extra energy, which is not necessary to make it so stable for the system. Ah, yeah. thank you very much for answering my questions and thank you very much for your time. Thank you for the question. Yeah, thank you so much, Kieran, for coming here. Um, as you found out, we're all pretty uh, curious here, so we like to ask a lot of uh, really interesting questions. But uh, we thank you for your time. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to pass it back to Katerina. Katerina, do you have any last words? Oh, yeah, thank you so much, Kieran, for coming here and, um, yeah, sharing your really amazing and very important research and um, uh, answering all of our questions. I hope. Um, I, are you going to continue in this um, type of research? Are you moving on to something new? <laughs> What's the, your future plan? Uh, yeah, um, actually, uh, for me, uh, I'm I'm currently I'm still a PhD student in Nagoya University, but I expected uh, to graduate in this September. So after uh, after September. Uh, I'm going to uh, work in a company, in a research and development department and for something related to um, self-driving, automatic driving. And in this field, uh, there are some uh, researchers uh, also related to also use the information of data simulation like what we we do what we do is we 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 observe and we forecast and we control some system so like self-driving you are also observe and forecast and control a moving car so i think it's quite interesting uh, for me so i prefer to move to that direction yeah and we thank you. Yeah, thank you for the invitation today. Yeah, thank you so much. And um, we wish you all the best. And maybe you come back one day um, and share some new um, research. And thank you for for um, the gift, <laughs> for the thank you gift. I don't know if you see him in the audience. There's like a blinking thank you sign. <laughs> and yeah, thank, thank you, you for much. being here.
And thank you everyone for asking great questions, for um, participating in the room chat first, for handling the room chat for us. Thank you. And you and always feel welcome to come back um, with updates on your research. Maybe you want to share in the future again and um, for discussions you're listening to research. And um, yeah, see you all back soon. We have tomorrow guest speaker talking about robot skin, uh, artificial 3D printed robot skin that feels um, more similar to human feeling, which will be quite interesting, but it's at 2 p.m. EST, so I think for you, PM is in the middle of the night, but we record rooms, everyone. So if it's not the time zone that it's good for you, check out the recordings. And yeah, I wish you a wonderful day. And um, yeah, come back anytime. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you very much, Kiwan, and good luck with your PhD. And all the best. Thank you. Here. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Katrina. Thank you. Bye. Everyone. Thank you for all the questions. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you all. Yeah, bye. Bye, everyone. Three, two, one. Bye.